Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James. And Anthony. This is movie news number 61, talking about all the latest film and TV news from this past week. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. We're very happy to be here discussing the latest industry news. A lot of stuff happened this week, and a lot of things are coming out this upcoming week we'll divulge into. And lots of other things coming out the upcoming week after that. And then, and then the upcoming <laughs> week after that, there's even more stuff. Let's but, get into box office. Yeah, so, Why don't you tell us what happened? It's actually a very interesting box office weekend this week. Dragon Ball Superhero, the animated film, is number one this weekend with $21 million. It made $10 million alone on Friday. It's going to be a huge hit for that animation studio. And I want to put this into perspective. Dragon Ball Evolution, the live-action film, which came out in 2009, it only made $9 million in total domestically. So this animated film has already doubled the box office return of the live-action film. So I think this is an example of giving the fans what they want. Dragon Ball Evolution was not what fans wanted. We saw it. We were huge fans, saw it, and we were like, this is terrible. It's pretty bad. So if, if you give the fans exactly what they, they love... It's going to be a hit. So congrats on the studio for this is going to be a huge hit all around the world. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, internationally, it's going to make even more. Next up, Beast is number two, Idris Elba's new film with $10 million. It's a decent opening for a rated R film. I believe it's a pretty high budget, so I think they want to make a little bit more. Bullet Train is in third place with $7 million. It's at $68 million domestic and around – it's just – broke $100 million internationally. They do want a little bit more money since it was a $90 million budget. Uh, we'll see if it has legs. Top Gun is back in the top five. Let's go. After it, it, it was bounced out last week, it's back in the top five this week with another $5 million for the weekend. Came er, back to IMAX. Yeah, and it also is at $683 million domestically. So it's closing in on $7 million. It looks like it's going to hit $7 million because it is not slowing down. Super Pets is next. Well, actually, hold on real quick. To, in addition uh-huh. to Top Gun, it just recently passed Avengers Infinity War for domestic all-time box office. Wow, that's incredible. So it's number seven, I believe, on the list. Unbelievable. Next up, we have Super Pets, which came in at number four with number five with $4 million. It's uh, closing in on $100 million. Might not hit that, though. And then we have Thor Love and Thunder next with $3.8 million. It has hit... 330 million domestic and it's around 750 million internationally so that's a very healthy box office for them and then nope came in seventh place with three million and it has reached 113 million domestic which is very good uh, rated r film original idea congrats to jordan peele and the studio universal for that big hit first big bit of news tonight house of the dragon premieres on hbo max 9 p.m we are so excited to see this show cannot wait to go back to westeros see the targaryens ruling over everybody with dragons uh the first episode is 85 percent score critically on ron tomatoes and i was going through some of these i was going through some of these reviews people are like these critics these days man they're upset because like there isn't like a like a funny joke making character like Tyrion lannister and all this stuff it's like God forbid there's a show that takes characters seriously wow. and that are more nuanced than other iterations of the characters. It's like, relax, just enjoy the show. There's no quips in it. My, yeah, there's no one-liners, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Marvel's done to everybody. We need oh one-liners everywhere. Oh, man. I'm not watching Game of Thrones for comedy. My God. So, <laughs> like, Tyrion was great, but also, like, it's not. it wasn't, like, the highlight of the show. It's the jokes. I know the highlight of the show is the show. It's yeah. great. So I'm very much looking forward to the show. We'll be doing episodes every single Tuesday 
full reviews of each individual episode of House of the Dragon. So stay tuned tonight to check it out. We're so excited to watch it. And later this month, Jaws is coming to IMAX. IMAX is doing special screenings, releasing it just like they did with E.T. earlier this month. And we're doing a very special event. We're having a contest to come see it with us in L.A. We've uh, posted the contest on our Instagram, so go ahead and enter that. Yeah, so the rules are two people will win one screening ticket to a private IMAX event in Los Angeles to see Jaws with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Travel expenses, everything are not included. It's just a free ticket to get into IMAX headquarters. It's the greatest theater experience you'll ever have. It's incredible. It's their own private theater. It's so fun. The screening will take place August 30th at 7 p.m. in Los Angeles. So please only enter the contest if you can be in Los Angeles on August 30th at night and come check it out with us. And it should be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Moving on to Wolfgang Peterson passed away at the age of 81. He was a talented, iconic director. He's behind films like Das Boot and The Line of Fire, The NeverEnding Story, and The Perfect Storm. I think he did Troy, too, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Great director. Das Boot's awesome. And then Perfect Storm we actually mentioned in our episode the other Never day. Ending Story was our favorite childhood Never movie. Never Ending Story. Confirm- oh, I didn't know he made that. Confirmed by mom. Wow. Okay, next up, Regal Cinemas is unfortunately heading for bankruptcy, which is sad to see. The stock crashed as much as 80% on Friday after reports that the parent company Cineworld is preparing to file for bankruptcy. Cineworld struggled to stay afloat during the pandemic when it was forced to close its movie theaters worldwide. It suffered... $2.7 billion in losses in 2020 alone, and then $566 million in losses in 2021. It's hard to recover from that. So it's actually sad to see a major chain of movie theaters closing again. It's really, really unfortunate to see like Arclight in Los Angeles and California area. Southern California went out of business too, and now Regal Cinema's going for bankruptcy. I'm sure someone will come in and purchase this company and purchase all their theaters to like maybe redo yeah. a new theater chain somehow because they got all the chains everywhere. It'll it's, happen. It's going to be a profitable business at some point. You know, people are coming back to the theaters, but you know, when you make when you lose that much money in a two year span, there's no way you're going to survive. Yeah. So I I think it's a t- they will be coming back. Someone's going to gather up all that real estate. Dude, if I was a billionaire, I'd be like, yo, I'm buying Regal Theaters right now. See how much Top Gun made? (laughs) (laughs) Tim Burton's Wednesday series released its first trailer starring Jenna Ortega. And this looks pretty cool and interesting. It's dark, but also like a coming-of-age teen show as well. And Wednesday Adams is clearly a savage in this movie. She she sets piranhas on boys that eat them up in the pool so it's going to be very dark and I'm, I'm assuming very funny at the same time and there's rumors that Johnny Depp is going to have a role in the film as the uncle not, it's not confirmed but there's rumors speculating about it it's interesting yeah. because all the cast and credits are on IMDB except for that character yeah except for the uncle and we didn't see the uncle in the trailer so we'll see we'll see I think that'd be super cool. That'd be his cool, a cool way for him to come back into the. Oh yeah, in a Tim Burton TV movie, movie. Yeah, show. Show, yeah, yeah. Next up, there's two bits of Hunger Games news. So the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes released the first image with Rachel Zegler and Tom Blythe. Uh, she was actually in the musical um, West Side Story, which came out earlier, uh, late last year. Very talented actress, and she's also going to be playing Snow White as well. So she's going to be blowing up big time. And then we also learned that Viola Davis is going to be the main villain of the movie, which I'm super excited about. Awesome actor, and to have her in a villain role, sign me up. We have some huge Lord of the Rings news that have nothing to do with House of the Dragon and Amazon. So Rings of Power. I mean, (laughs) Rings of Power. I keep mixing them up. Has nothing to do with Rings of Power and Amazon. So Lord of the Rings, the properties were just 
purchased by Embracer Group, who agreed to acquire Middle Earth Enterprises from Sal Sense Company. The deal gives Embracer the rights to The Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit film trilogies and any Tolkien-related movies, video games, board games, merchandising, theme parks, and stage productions. New Lord of the Rings movies from Embracer could potentially star Tolkien characters like Gandalf, Aragorn, Gollum, Galadriel, and Eowyn. So this is really big news, and Embracer Group is just a giant company that has owns a ton of stuff. They're big in the video game world as well, and I believe they're Swedish space. I can only imagine how much they paid for this because Amazon paid what like a half a million for. I mean, half a billion just for the rights to the notes, the notes, a couple yeah. of notes that. So that's why Amazon doesn't have the rights to Hobbits and those characters and stuff like that. So. This is insane news, so I'm sure we can expect a ton of new movies coming out in the next 10 years. You know what we're getting? We're going to get a lot of origin stories. Aragorn, origins. Gandalf, origins. What happened to Aragorn when he got to Rivendell? (laughs) How did he become Strider? When did Eowyn and Aragorn meet? (laughs) We're going to get someone calling him Strider. I mean, Arwen, I'm sorry. You know what? Strider's like a cool nickname, Aragorn. You should go with Strider. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw someone like, we need like a young Gandalf movie. It's like, Gandalf was never young. He he came to Middle Earth as an old man. It's not like he was kid <laughs> i'm like he's always been just an old wizard oh guy that's what he that's was how it works it's who he is <laughs> it's not like he was like in high school like going through growing pain and stuff like that <laughs> getting <had> bullied <laughs> you shall not take my chocolate milk <laughs> oh my god i don't know how i feel about it i because I, I mean i really don't know how i feel about this but you know it's gonna happen it's it's not like we can control it you just yeah. gotta that's the thing with rings of power i'm just like whatever Let's go. <laughs> All right. Just like I just, for me, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is so special, and I just don't want more stuff. I just I, I think it's more special if it's on its own. You know, Tolkien would be so pissed. Yeah, he, he probably wouldn't have even liked the Peter Jackson film adaptations. He'd be like, because he doesn't like commercialization of his works. But yeah. to imagine like what what the Rings of Power and what Amazon's doing, like because they have like Rings of Power ice cream and Rings of Power keyboards and, and like Rings oh of Power God. candy. He's, he'd probably be turning in his grave oh to see all God. that. Like, yeah, we love him. Also, buy this ice cream with, with this character's face on, on it. On Prime. <laughs> <laughs> all right, anyways, back to beloved properties. Oh, my God. We got two back-to-backs here. The Ferris Bueller's Day Off is getting a spin-off movie called Sam and Victor's Day Off. This looks... Oh, I, I can't believe they're doing my, this. I, they haven't revealed much of a synopsis. My guess is maybe it's the kids. No, no, no. There is a synopsis. Oh, okay, what was Clearly, it? he didn't read the article. I, he just grabbed the headline. So it's going to take... It's going to be... It's going to follow the guys who went on the joyride with the Ferrari. Oh, my God. So it's, I don't know if it's going to have anything to do with Ferris, if he'll even be in the movie. Maybe they'll recast him for when they drop the car off. But the movie will follow those two valets in their joyride, which is what, like an hour? No, it's a day. It's all day. Not really, because they go to the parade and stuff. It's just a couple hours. It takes a while to get into Chicago proper and like find, <laughs> get, get food to go to the museum. They do a lot. All right, a couple hours. All right, you're right. Yeah. So like a half a day, basically. Yeah. Still... I think they're just they're just doing it to make money. It's unfortunate, you know, but they're gonna do what they're gonna do. This it's Paramount <laughs> Studios and all these studios that just like, what can we use from our past and just make something new out of? I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not really. I think Ferris Bueller is one of those movies that should never be touched ever. Yeah. And here we go. There's nothing we can do it's about being it. Being touched. It's then, a knock and then wait, for the, wait, for, wait for the next one. Speaking of beloved properties <laughs> that should never be remade, uh, Wizard of Oz is getting a remake from Warner Brothers. And blackish creator Kenya Barris is on board to write and direct the project. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a... I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, Do we need a Wizard of Oz movie? I guess, I guess they want one. Do we need it? I don't think we need it. 
how much money do you think they could possibly make off a Wizard of Oz remake? I don't think a Wizard of Oz movie would perform well. Because Oz the Great and Powerful did not perform that well. It did terrible. And yeah. that's just, that's the origins of yeah, Oz. Origins. <laughs> I don't think, a, I don't think anyone has a desire to see a Wizard of Oz movie. So I, don't I think, I think so it's either. a weird, I think it's a weird thing to want to remake. I don't think I would want to see a remake of something like that. Just like I wouldn't want to see a remake of Jaws. I wouldn't want to see a remake of 2001 oh Space God, Oz. Don't even, remake don't of even say those. Like, so all these classic movies, if they, or a remake of Citizen Kane. Like, I, I have no interest in seeing remakes of these great, beloved classic films, so. Yeah. But, I mean, they're just going to do what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna spin off Paris Bueller. You know what I want, though? I want Tin Man Origins. Origins. <laughs> <laughs> How did the lion lose his heart? <laughs> we need to know. I want to know, man. Lion. They never explained it. Origins. Where's it? What happened to his heart? <laughs> Scarecrow, why is he always scared? <laughs> Speaking of origin stories, the next bit of news. <laughs> um, this joke writes itself oh every week. The origins joke yeah. is never ends. Ocean's Eleven is getting a prequel movie starring, apparently rumored to be Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Margot Robbie will be playing Danny Ocean's mother. <laughs> origins. <laughs> How did they conceive Danny Ocean? <laughs> Maybe Danny will be a little kid. I- I'm sure it'll be about, they probably, will, I bet you... It's starring Ryan Gosling too. Margot and Ryan Gosling will probably pay, play his, his parents. parents. Yeah, and maybe they they just this is when them they get together. She's I guarantee she'll probably be the leader of the crew. She was first signed on, so and that then would make sense. Gosling will be just the sidekick, funny, sarcastic. He could be, guy. or he could be the person trying to get her. He could be the law enforcement. Maybe you that's gotta, actually hey, that's you, actually a good idea. Yeah, you need to have an enemy. That's a good angle. There's always an antagonist in an oceans movie. That's a good angle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Did you write this? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. It writes itself. Orange. But yeah, Margot's clearly going to be the lead for sure. So here's a movie I'm very excited about that comes out next year. Michael Mann is making a Ferrari movie about Enzo Ferrari. They just began production this week, and it's going to be starring Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari. And I am just so stoked. I love Michael Mann. I love Adam Driver. Is Adam Driver Italian? I don't even think he is. He looks Italian, though. He could. I don't know. He looks Polish, though. He's Dutch, English, German, Irish, and Scottish. So yeah, not, He keeps playing Italian yeah. cal- characters. He looks Italian as <laughs> he hell. Does, yeah. <laughs> he's got the nose, He's got the, the black hair. hair. Yeah, he's got, like, the olive oil skin. He kind of, yeah. he nails it. What do you it. say? Italians have big noses? Uh, I mean, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that not one. Not big nose. I, I didn't say. You said he's got the nose. Like, what's the nose? Italian, like, the Sicilian nose and the Roman nose. Is, okay. It's gotcha. a thing. Okay. Kind of like Greeks have, like, the it's Greek, thing. the Greco-Roman nose. Okay, okay. It's a thing, okay, man. Okay. We're, we're half Italian. We got the nose. We got a little nose. It's kind of that's dad's nose. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, definitely not uh, Italian. But he he looks Italian, so I don't mind. We have even better news, though. I think <laughs> so. We all know the National Treasure TV series was coming. Was that coming to Hulu or something? I Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah, which no one's excited about. <laughs> <laughs> but we got news that National Treasure Three is being written. The film. Jerry Bruckheimer confirmed this, and he said the script will be sent to Nick Cage very soon, so we can expect to see our boy Ben Gates coming back to National Treasure soon. That is amazing news. Next up, we have another Robert De Niro gangster movie called Wise Guys. Being it's in pre-production right now. And it focuses on Vito Genovese and Frank Costello, two Italian-American crime bosses that ran their respective families in the middle of the 20th century in 1957. Uh, Genovese attempted to assassinate Costello but failed, although he was wounded and decided to retire as much as one can retire from the mafia. Uh, This movie also has connections to the real mob, and De Niro will play both main men. So we'll see how that goes. 
<laughs> it's being written by uh, Nicholas P- uh, Pileggi, who wrote the book Wise Guy from the film Goodfellas, Goodfellas yeah. obviously. So we'll see. I mean, Pileggi is a great writer, and we all love Goodfellas so much. And But it seems odd to have De Niro play both characters. Yeah, I wonder... <laughs> Unless they're twins, but they're not. They're not. <laughs> it's odd. That's it's kind odd. of. Are they gonna like CGI do aging and CGIing? I guess they're gonna be like twenties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be like twenty-five-year-old mobsters. Zero's just gonna and be walking like an old man. <laughs> oh man, Bear Grylls, our favorite survival man, is going to voice his younger self in an animated film called Endangered. We love Bear Grylls so much. Man vs. Wild is such a cool show. So excited to see him getting into movies, too. Yeah, I love Bear Grylls. I can't wait to see that. He just had, um, what's her name on one of his episodes? Um, Florence Pugh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I saw a couple of clips. It's wicked funny. They're, I, like, yeah. they're like in swampy water. He's like, oh, she's like, something brushed against my leg. He's like, hold on a minute. Let me see what it is. He like sticks his hand and he pulls an eel out. <laughs> she's like freaking out. Let it's me so, see what it is. It's so funny. <laughs> what if it was- Crocodile! Oh my God! Like, oh yeah, it's just an eel. Don't worry. I love that. Guy. Don't worry, Florence Pugh. He, <laughs> he had Marshawn Lynch on last year. It's so funny. It's hilarious. All right. So Elvis just hit VOD and topped the charts in every perspective, respective platform, and it also crossed. It's still in theaters too, and it crossed uh, 260 million at the box office. So. Both on VOD and in the theaters, it's still performing well. So it actually ended up becoming a huge success. Under $100 million budget, right? Oh, yeah, well under 100 yeah. I think it was $70 million. And so this is just a massive hit. And it's actually more successful than the Tarantino movie that Austin Butler starred in, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Aquaman's Jason Momoa is returning to the sea to produce a surfing film for surf icon Duke Kanemoku. Biopic. Kanamoku. Kanamoku. It's a biopic of the real life surfer, and he's teaming with teaming with producer Peter Safran for the flick. I think this sounds cool. That's Sign awesome. me up. I love yeah. when big actors start to produce their own films. It's yeah, really especially cool. stuff they're passionate about. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so big news for all you horror fans. Universal Horror Nights is going to include uh, mo- things from Jordan Peele's movies. So you're going to see The Tethered, you're going to see The Nope stuff, and you're going to see stuff from Get Out at Universal Horror Nights in both of their parks. So if you're a fan of horror... And a fan of Horror Nights, get excited for Jordan Peele. He's like their new Spielberg. He is in a that's, lot of that's ways. That's so cool because yeah. they got the uh, uh, Jupiter's Claim yeah. at Universal Not right Jupiter's now. Clam. <laughs> <laughs> he kept calling Inside it that Jupiter, last I kept week. It clam. I was like, Clam? We were talking, Jupiter's about, clam? We were talking about Universal. I was like, oh yeah, they got Jupiter's Clam there. <laughs> Jupiter's Claim <laughs> as a set that you can visit at Universal Studios when you attend the park. But now they're using his characters in, in movies for the Horror Nights, which is really cool. Yeah, I think it's very smart. That's awesome. Michael Shannon. Uh, oh, I skipped one. Sorry. I'll, you I'll just keep say that one, yeah. Michael Shannon, Boyd Holbrook, and Damon Harriman joined Bike Riders. We talked about this last week, I believe, yeah. on Movie News. It's uh, starring Tom Hardy, Jody Comer, and Austin Butler as well. It is a biking movie of a bi- biker gang in the Lots of bikes. 1980s <laughs> or something like that. So basically, they're casting any actor that does a solid Southern accent. Yeah. Boyd Holbrook's great, so I'm looking but forward to But it also has that. a wild card tendency to them. Wild card! <laughs> I was watching Gone Girl again the other night for like the 10th time. I forgot Boyd Holbrook's in that movie. Yeah, he plays he's one of the people so that robs good her. in it. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, he just a- hasn't had that moment yet. Uh, I thought Predators would be his moment. It didn't. And, uh, that movie Logan. sucked. Predators sucked, man. <laughs> It sucked. <laughs> I thought it was. I think it's like top three for Predator movies or top four. Really? Hmm. I like it better than The Predator. Oh, I'm sorry. He's in The Predator. Yeah, he's in The Predator. Predators okay, is yeah. the Adrian Brody one. Adrian Pre- Brody, th- that one's good. That yeah. one's pretty good. Pretty decent. Yeah, but The Predator, 
was man. It ended with the post credit scene of like a super robotic predator. I was like, what is going on? I don't know, man. It's just a mess. All right. Anyways, so Avatar is going to be re released by Disney uh, in theaters in anticipation for the upcoming second film, and it's they just out out of nowhere just removed it from Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see it, you have to go to theaters. <laughs> I keep forgetting, so Avatar is a Disney-owned property. They own Fox. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Cameron always made Fox movies. It's so weird to see how much Disney owns now when all these other properties come out that have been around for so yeah. long and filmmakers that have been working with, like, 20th Century, and then, yeah. oh, yeah, now it's owned by Disney. Yeah. I Technically, keep... Disney owns most, uh, a, a few David Fincher movies. They own like, most of yeah. entertainment. Yeah. It's pretty scary. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's nuts. Sylvester Stallone is getting into the superhero game. Uh, he's in this film called The Samaritan where he has superpowers, but he, like, helps people, and he helps, like, I don't know. It, it looks okay. He's a good Samaritan. It looks okay. He's a, he does, he's a garbage truck guy. Yeah. He, and then he befriends, like, a kid who, who's bullied and stuff, and he teaches the kid to stand up for himself. So it's, 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 I think it's going to be an Amazon just, Prime. This is, yeah. this is the world we're living in. Yeah. This is the cowboy era that will never end of just superheroes yeah. everywhere. Owen Wilson's in a superhero movie, yeah. and so it's just, that's the new niche. That's the new... Um, motif for most movies these days. It's a motif. Like. <laughs> superhero motif. It's a very classy word to use. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Superheroes aren't classy? Some of them are. Some of them Some very are. are. Professor X is pretty classy. Yeah, he's a very classy guy. Lex Luthor, pretty classy. Moving Except on. when he wants to kill people. Well, he's still classy. Yeah. Class he's style. Hannibal Lecter is classy as hell. He kills people and eats them. He is very classy. So, you know what? Joke's on you. <laughs> wow, yeah, you got me. You got me, guys. <laughs> and Sidious 5 director Patrick Wilson. Yeah, and he's directing this one. It's his first time directing. That's very anything. cool. Yeah, so it's. I like how to be like an actor so involved in a franchise, to be able to be like, hey, I want to take the helm of one of them. I think that's an awesome thing. And James Wan and him and Blumhouse must have a great relationship, and he knows that franchise better than anyone, probably. Probably. Yeah. The rehearsal <laughs> is getting renewed for season two at HBO, starring Nathan Fielder, this mastermind, dry, comedic genius, just is killing it. We love the guy so much. His shows are so funny, and it's so awesome to see him get renewed again. Yeah, I love that guy. He's, <laughs> He's so hysterical. Amy Ryan has joined Colin Farrell in the upcoming modern detective series called Sugar. It sounds really interesting. I love detective dramas. Amy Ryan is super talented. You've seen her films, and you've seen her in the office. She has an immense amount of range. So you think you're wicked smart. You think you're wicked smart. No, you're wicked <laughs> smart. <laughs> that's, Holly, that's a Holly quote. <laughs> you're wicked smart. She's she's great actress. I feel though. like Gone Baby yeah. Gone. She's incredible in that movie. I feel like that was an inside joke between her and um, Steve Carell offset that that they put into the show. Probably because they're both from the Boston area, and it wouldn't make sense for them to be doing Boston accents. That they're Characters. She's from Scranton. Yeah, and she's, and she's from, from the north. Yeah, yeah she's from like uh, Vermont. Oh, she is the Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> she's from the north. I just gotta remember the state. There's a lot of states up there. Holly's from the north. <laughs> the north remembers Queen of the North. <laughs> so I think I always think that the uh, the Boston joke they do is definitely like an inside joke amongst them. Yeah, I bet, I bet you're right. Area. Um, moving on to our final bit of news: the greatest beer run ever gets a trailer. Ever. This, this is going to star Zac Efron, who's heading to Vietnam for the Based on Truth comedy drama. Also, will star Russell Crowe and Bill Murray. Now, this is Peter Farley's first film since doing Green Book, where that film won Best Picture at the Oscars. So, this is his follow-up to that. What was that? Twenty fifteen? No, that was like twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And so. 
It, Zach Efron plays John Chicky Donahue, who in 1967 was dared to travel was dared to travel to Vietnam to deliver beer and support to the troops battling overseas. The former Marine Corps trooper and ready for anything Maverick decided to give it a go, and the rest is history. Cue an insane trip into the heart of a war and some eye-opening experiences that changed his mind about the true nature of the conflict. Along the way, he meets up with his old pals and the likes of war correspondent Coates, played by Russell Crowe. That sounds cool. Sounds interesting yeah. and fun. So, yeah. We'll yeah, I'm, I'm, that sounds really great. Yeah, Fairly yeah. Brothers, Peter Farley. He, he did a great job with Green Book, and yeah. obviously he knows how to do comedy, so looking forward to it. That wraps movie news number 61. Don't forget to enter the IMAX Jaws contest if you can be in the local area of Los Angeles on August 30th. We'd love to have you. There'll be two winners. You'll each get one ticket if you win the contest. All you got to do is comment on the Instagram post of the Jaws IMAX giveaway. It just went up yesterday. You can't miss it. Stay tuned for episodes this week. We have our first episode on, we're doing Star Star Wars, Wars, A A New New Hope. Hope. On Monday, it'll set up a a series of every Monday. We'll be doing the original trilogy. Each movie gets a solo episode. And then Thursday... Severance. Severance, the Apple TV TV show. So get excited for that stuff. Yeah, we had special guests, the Red uh, Waving the Red Flag podcast. They're terrific, and we had them on. A lot of fun. Lots of great laughs. So It was very funny. I was roasted a few times. I I feel like that was like one of our funniest episodes in a while. up the whole time. Y'all will love it so much. Thanks so much for tuning in, and get ready for more content. Take care, y'all. the Dragon on Tuesday. (laughs) Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.